Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. We once thought of making a movie about our show's host until we realized Dumb and Dumber had already been made. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on, hey, the final day of February. Yeah, what a short, cute month it is. Uh, And on this week's episode in Pipe Parts, I'm going to give you some advice on uh, so you have a friend that wants to start smoking a pipe. Yep, that's my that's the title of my advice. And then my guest is uh, John David Cole of the Country Squire Online and the Country Squire Tobacconist and that little podcast that's going away. And uh, this is the long-awaited, so what's on the market now that John David Cole recommends to you? So that'll finish up the, uh, those, (laughs) that'll finish up those interviews that I did of, uh, you know, tobacco's available on the market. Uh, music, mailbag, and rant, all that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. A uh, couple of things to get through. One, I will be in Jackson, Mississippi this weekend at the Country Squire. So uh, stop. I hope to see a bunch of you there and, you know, we'll be hanging out smoking and uh, heckling the uh, heckling the two podcasters as they do their show. And there might be uh, drinking and smoking going on. Uh, so hope to see a lot of you there. Uh, important because of a lot of requests, the, uh, <laughs> thanks to Kevin on uh, pipes magazine. There is a new, uh, there's a new sticky, uh, a sticky post in the pipe repair and maintenance part of the forms. Now that, uh, that sticky note is a place for all of you that do pipe restoration and repair and cleaning that's a place for you to go in and post your uh, business information and make yourself available to people that are looking to have their pipes cleaned or repaired. Uh, and what's rare about this is uh, Kevin's going to allow you to put a link to your website or your email address in there. And normally you have to be an advertiser on Pipes Magazine to do that, but because I've had so many requests for people asking, where can I go and do this? You know, who can I send my pipes to? Well, go to the forums at pipesmagazine.com, pipe repair and maintenance, and you'll be able to post your business in there. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. Are you looking for that rare or favourite tobacco? Are you wanting to sell those blends or pipes you no longer fancy? Then visit tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and begin your search. Browse our ever-changing selection of fine and elusive luxury tobaccos, pipes and smokers' requisites, and bid on items in an exciting auction setting. 
Visit us at tinbids.com and sign up for free today. Tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and for pipe parts. So I think I've covered this in the past in parts and pieces, but here it goes all at once. Uh, and this stems from the uh, the interview that I did or the visit that I did on the Get Piped podcast a couple weeks ago where they asked me uh, some questions about, you know, what should a new pipe smoker do? Uh, so here's the routine, all right? I try to get the new pipe smoker to go to mccraney's with me especially if we're here in charlotte or sit down and look at uh, smokingpipes.com and stuff like that you know something that, you know online if they if they're not near a tobacco shop uh the question that steve had is based off of my comment where when i'm at the uh when i'm at the store with the pipe smoker the only requirement that I have from them is that the pipe costs more than $75. The first pipe costs more than $75. The reason I do that is so that way they're not in a basket pipe or a board pipe. They're, by the time you get up to $75, now you're talking about a pipe that's got some decent drilling and got some decent shaping to it. Uh, it's just a price requisite and it's for the quality of the pipe. The other thing that it does is it puts some financial pressure on the person to keep at the pipe. All right. I just want them to keep at the pipe. I don't want them to give up because if they buy a $20 pipe on Amazon or something like that, they try it once or twice, 20 bucks, no big deal. $75. Now you're talking a bigger deal. All right. So I always tell them that the first, you know, the first trip to the store or the first shopping online is going to be about a hundred bucks because by the time you get a uh, check pipe tool or my uh, favorite eight deco tampers uh, and a pack of pipe cleaners and maybe two or three one ounce or small bags of uh, pipe tobacco, you're looking at a hundred bucks to start. Uh, now where Steve called me out was there are some outliers in there. And the problem with the outliers is uh, the new smoker doesn't know enough to find them. So the outliers of the $75 rule, the three that I came up with are Morgan Bones pipes, which have those little extra tweaks to them that are in there under $75. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipes, obviously way under $75 and smoke really well. And then the other one is clay pipes. Uh, and there's some quality differences in clay, but most of the clay pipes are going to be down in that price range. I would not suggest any other pipes below that as something for a starter person. I wouldn't suggest a corn cob as a something for a starter person. A corn cob is a great second or third pipe, uh, but or you know, like me having twelve or fourteen sitting here. Uh, so that's where I would go with them. All right, a corn, yeah, you know, Missouri Meerschaum is not a bad starter pipe, but I want to put that financial pressure on them to start. Uh, then I, I recommend a pipe, you know, the pipe tool and the pipe cleaners that I like. Then when it comes down to tobacco, you know what? I usually just take them over to the bulk section and say, hey, you know, smell whatever it is that, you know, smell the jars and see what intrigues you. Uh, because at that point, they really don't know. And remember, with, you know, with cigars, I like, uh, I like mild, complex cigars. But with pipe tobacco, I like 
bolder, sweeter Virginia Periques. So what you smoke in a cigar doesn't always translate into what you're going to smoke in a pipe tobacco. Uh, or if you've never smoked before, you have no preconceived notion. And uh, so that way I let them smell what I think is, you know, what they think is good for them and try it. And then if, uh, if I'm at McCraney's, I'll let them help with the packing of the pipe. Otherwise, if I'm there, I'll help, you know, with how I pack it, you know, basic three-step method. All right. So that's kind of what I do for somebody who's brand new at pipe smoking. If you've got a friend that is brand new at pipe smoking, you know what? I would take them down that road and then uh, don't, you know, until they're practiced, don't let them do my, uh, my smoke it super hot break in method. Uh, teach them to smoke the right way. And then as they get experience down the road, they can do my super hot break in method. All right. Uh, if you have comments or questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, my uh, discussion with John David Cole. This is Internet Radio. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents to expanding their catalog each year with new, innovative series. Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. I almost said Country Squire. Uh, and joining us <laughs> is from soon to be just the Country Squire pipe and tobacco shop and CountrySquireOnline.com is uh, is the, uh, the, the, the chief of the magic behind the counter there, the uh, head of the Hobbit Hole, the one and only John David Cole. John David, welcome to the show. Hey brother, thank you so much for having me on. I'm um, I'm always honored to be here, and it's good to reconnect with you. And um, I always enjoy our you know pre-show uh, uh, banter and <laughs> catching up and um, giving each other a hard time and uh, comparing notes about about what's going on in life. And uh, man, it's just it's just good to be with you, man. Yeah, and comparing notes on how many more children you're going to have. Um. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, today's a, a special day, so it yeah. uh, get, get check check with me in a few months. We'll uh, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we, we've we've got we've got two right now. We're hopefully we're you know we, we we think in the in the near future we're standing pat, but you just you just never know what's uh what's around the corner. <laughs> uh, as we're recording this, it's actually International Pipe Smoking Day. And as this show comes out, it's a couple of days before y'all's big shindig down there in uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. So uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate you, um, you know, squirreling out some time for us. But uh, the reason I wanted to have you on is because I wanted in a couple months back. Uh, we yeah. had some other folks on that talked about the pipe tobaccos that are on the market now that they recommend and that they enjoy and that they can promote, you know, by, by type and style. So, 
you know, give us a yeah. shopping list of what it is that's out and about. And, uh, and I think with you, you know, you're, you're unique in that you also have a big custom blending business. So, uh, so yeah, there'll be sure. some insight there. Um, so you ready to get started on this? Man, I'm fired up, dude. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm always, always glad to be here and, um, always happy to talk tobacco, um, you know, and realize how desperate you really are to have someone like me, uh, here aboard, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad, man. Let's talk about some tobacco and, um, dish it up. I like the fact that you're shy with a microphone too. Boy, you, you right. came over, you got <laughs> over that pretty quick, didn't you? 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I don't. I don't think that took all too all that too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's talk about. Uh, we'll start off with uh, the ones that I don't like the most or don't enjoy the most personally for me, and we'll start off with English tobaccos. All right. And I okay. want I yeah. want to kind of break this down because you know if we're looking towards a uh, an English tobacco, obviously it's got to have that burnt stuff. I mean the uh, the Latakia thing in it somewhere. Um, the, stu- the stuff you really love that makes your makes your palate sing. Oh, it makes something sing for me. But but <laughs> it is highly popular. Um, yeah. But in those, I mean, you, you know, so let's break it down. It, are on the heavier side, maybe towards the Balkan side. What are a yeah. couple of, I mean, full bodied, full strength, of you know, heavy English blends that are on the market now that you. John David Cole, master of pipes, uh, recommend to, to the to the folks that walk in your store. Yeah, well, you know, Brian, you and I do share. Uh, you know, as much as we give each other grief, we share a lot of pipe sensibilities. And I, you know, I'm not much of an English blend smoker myself either. You know, I, I will dabble in them maybe more than you do. And I, I don't. I think you hardly even touch them. But um, you know, I, I do feel kind of obliged to smoke through uh you know some just as part of the trade to mm-hmm. you know be familiar with what's out there and how to recommend to customers and a- as you're well aware and i know some of your listeners are probably horrified to hear you not liking english blends and me either but um you know they're some of the most popular blends out there with uh you know with our most sophisticated pipe smokers you know so yeah. um and that's where a lot of people think when they reach the english blend level they've kind of graduated you know and then but I always like what I really delight in is when people think they've graduated at the English blend level, but then they they kind of they kind of come back sheepishly to Virginias or Burleys or you know <laughs> dare we say even aromatics and <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I like that I take some I take some personal pleasure in that but um, yeah on the heavier side man I just a couple that come to mind I, um, of course you're as we discuss it blends today. It's no secret I'm a fanboy of certain certain blenders and um, you know mac- manufacturers of tobacco and just mm-hmm. think that they've you know done a good job and um, that their blends are sophisticated but they also you know have a have a you know quality that is consistent and all that and so uh, one one name you'll probably hear me say a lot is of course our friend Greg Peace um, and uh, Abingdon is a is a tobacco that I like quite a bit. Uh, on that heavier side, it's, uh, you know, rich and dark and, um, you know, smoldery and, um, you know, just gives you that, that essence of, you know, kind of living in a, in a Latakia fog. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and so I, I think the first thing that comes to my mind as far as a Balkan style blend would be, um, uh, would be GLP's adding Abington. Yeah. 
See, and this is why I like having you on because you you curate everything that comes into the store and you've got yep. your finger on the pulse of everything that's new and you, and then you also get to be a little creative and stuff. Um but as a as a side note, let me ask you this. You're you're yep. you're a retail tobacconist. Um you know, there's obviously there's going to be a uh, each retailer is going to end up stocking and promoting products that they either, you know, that they support, they believe in the company that provides them, and they want to make sure that their customers come back, that you're giving them a good, a good product for value. So there may be some, you know, you may not have everything that's on the market, right? Oh, gosh, no, especially a shop our size. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we've grown, obviously, as an internet retailer and hold our weight and are proud of how we've grown, but, but still, I mean, at, at our very core, we're a brick and mortar, you know, pipe shop. And so, um, you know, our selection is going to be much more limited than one of the, you know, big warehouse stores online. And, yeah. um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, so we have to be selective of, Hey, you know, if I'm going to bring this in, can I feel good about it? Do mm -hmm. I, you know, is it something that I feel like I can pull and recommend and, or if, you know, we, if I don't necessarily like it, do I feel like the quality's there? Um, and so that, that all goes into our metric when we, when we, you know, do this stuff. Mm -hmm. Now with you being the, uh, the, the grand poobah of the country squire, do you sometimes delegate <laughs> off some products that you may be less interested in trying to say maybe your interns and, you know, your, your, your newer people in your, uh, Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, why why have interns or newer people if you uh, if you don't use them for things like that? <laughs> Here, try this. See if you see if you don't spit it back out, we might buy it. We might actually buy it. <laughs> yeah, and if you come back tomorrow, yeah. you'll still have a job. <laughs> no, it it's a, I, I'm really really supported well by um you know our staff at the Squire Quinn uh, Crawford who works for us here. Y'all probably familiar some of your guests or or listeners are probably familiar with him. And, uh, and then our, um, kind of store, uh, brick and mortar manager, Dominique, uh, Johnson, who's here, both of them are, you know, avid pipe smokers and they're always up to try new things. And so we, uh, you know, it's a team effort. We really get after it together. And, um, and it's fun cracking open a tin and seeing what's new and, you know, how it hits your palate and, um, and they're not all winners for us, but you yeah. know, sometimes they are. And sometimes, you know, they're just stuff we want to bring in cause we know other people will like them. Yeah. All right. So for, so we got the heavy English out of the way. What about a lighter medium English, maybe a couple of choices in that area that, that you guys, that, that y'all yeah. like to point people towards? Yeah, sure. Um, again, going back to, to Greg's work, uh, uh GLP's Westminster is a favorite of mine. Really love that silkiness of that blend real, uh, flavorful and, um, and, uh, uh, quiet nights as well from him, uh, has always been a winner for me. Um, uh, you know, Ashton tobaccos too, uh, artisan blend, uh, from artisans blend from Ashton tobacco. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I really have enjoyed that, uh, over the years too. That's one of those kind of off the beaten path, uh, tobaccos that kind of has a cult following, you know, um, and, uh, you know, still made under the Ashton name. Um, and we saw quite a bit of that. And, um, and then, uh, and, and then another one kind of in that same vein is Sutliff number five, the private stock number five, um, light English, you know, easygoing, smooth, 
um, you know, doesn't make the room smell like burnt hair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I've, I've, you know, enjoyed that. We have, you know, quite a few customers that, that like Sutliff Number Five. Here's the quality of this tobacco. It won't make your room smell like burnt hair. It's great. You'll right. love it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to take a break right here while we put out the hair on fire. And when we come back, we'll have more with John David. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with the proprietor and tobacconist John David Cole, soon to be formerly of Country Squire Radio, but not the Country Squire. You'll still be stuck there. Um, yep, still stuck there. All right, little Johnny Cole, are you ready? We'll switch. We'll switch into. Uh, we'll, we'll switch into. Well, our sweet spot for a little bit here. How about just straight Virginias? What are what are what are yeah. some of them straight Virginia blends that you like to recommend? Yeah, man, let's talk about something we like, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, of course, I'm a Virginia smoker, um, and I have talked a lot over the years about Virginias that I care for quite a deal. Um, one that has risen to the you know front of my um, you know kind of go to list for a long time. Matter of fact, you even sent me some of this as a gift one time, but. Um, is uh, HH Pure Virginia uh, mm. from Mac Barron. Love that tobacco. Um, really, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of call it like the Chardonnay of <laughs> of Virginia pipe tobaccos. Like it's a, it's a flake tobacco. It's hot pressed. It's um, it got a buttery flavor to it. That's just really, um, really appealing to me. I always feel good about putting people on that HH Pure Virginia. Um, another one that comes to mind is Peterson Flake. Um, you know, Peterson Flake, uh, one of the old Dunhill brands that, uh, has yeah. been, been rebranded and, um, you know, good tobacco, bright leaf and, um, just has that, you know, nice, uh, kind of, kind of grassy, uh, hay-like flavor, uh, to it, which is, is really nice. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, one of my all-time favorites, the Vowen, uh, number 14 Virginia Flake. Um, technically it has a little topping on it, but you know, what tobacco out there, you know, doesn't have a little topping on it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of that floating around out there. Um, but, uh, that's a fantastic tobacco. I want to say the, I want to say the Valen tobaccos are made by Kohlhaas. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's Sounds right. right. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, great, great, great tobaccos there. Of course, when you talk about Virginias, you also have, of course, we've most of those that we've discussed are on the kind of bright leaf side, right? And then you have your red leaf, which has that more kind of savory, tangy, stone fruit, you know, uh, type flavors. A lot of people, uh, you know, when we talk about the old McClellan blends, they think about those red Virginias and um, you know, some you might want to look into, um, you know, are uh, like Freiburg and Traer, uh, Blackjack, uh, good tobacco uh, that we've carried quite quite a while. A little hard to get, but generally readily, readily available. Um, and then also the Sut- Sutliff uh, Red, Red Virginia uh, Crumble Cake, uh, which is good, too. And um, Cornell and Deal Opening Night, too. That's got, you know, that's not purely a Red Virginia, but... Uh, has some good stuff going on there, and I think if you like that tanginess, you'll you'll appreciate that tobacco too. Are those uh, those tangier ones? Those go good with, say, like a um, I don't know, a barbecue. Uh, they would, yeah, yeah, especially like a Carolina barbecue. Yeah. You know? Hey, wait, wait a sec. Have you have you got me into some kind of? <laughs> you back me into a corner here. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing at no. all. <clears throat> <clears throat> I didn't say anything. Um. Do you, for you personally, when you're, when, I guess when you're, when you're talking to some, uh, when you're talking to someone that's working their way into, into these Virginias or even some of the Englishes that you mentioned, uh, do you talk to them right away about, you know, maybe letting it age for six months to a year and notice the difference or? Yeah. You know, when we're talking to particularly newer smokers or maybe smokers that haven't gotten into that genre. Um, I'll, I'll mention that, but if it's a readily available tobacco, I really encourage people and, and they're, they're just starting out, you know, um, I, one of my big, one of my big things about pipe smoking, particularly being on my side of the counter is making sure that we don't overcomplicate it for people. (laughs) (laughs) You, You know what I mean? We, and, and we're as pipe smokers, we're really bad about that. You know, we're really bad about, um, you know, like, you know, just making it really, really complicated. And so I, 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 I'll, I'll mention it, but you know, if it's someone that's new and dabbling in it, I'm like, you know, Hey, go ahead and go ahead and crack the tin, you know, crack, yeah. pop it open, um, and enjoy it. And, and, and if you like it, then it's something that you can go back to grab another can and realize that, Hey, you know, after six months or a year, um, certainly a couple of years, you know, this is going to really shine, uh, that age will really do something magical to this tobacco. And, um and will help it so um yeah that's kind of my go-to line i I try to try to not make it quite as intimidating particularly for our newer newer smokers yeah yeah i mean that's good advice because you don't want to scare them off and yeah you don't want them to see that there's been uh podcasts that have been produced for 10 years at a at a run just talking about pipes and tobaccos and haven't stopped (laughs) who on earth who on earth in their right mind would would create a podcast that they have to do every week that you know, they would do for 10 years and, and just talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, I, it, certainly you'd have to, you know, I'm sure there's a suite at the loony bin for people like that. <laughs> it, it's, it's a special little room in a very dark corner with a lot of padding on the walls. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the, let's get to my, I don't want to say the good stuff. I want to say my stuff. What Virginia yep. Periques are you recommending to people? Yeah, of course. This, you know, is kind of the kind of the favorite, you know, area um, of mine as well. Um, you know, of course, I'm an Orlick guy. Orlick, 
uh, golden sliced, a uh, very, you know, very, very small amount of perique in it. Some people don't even think there is perique in it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I love Orlick, always have. It's got just enough of the um, this pepper with the citrusiness that, that I enjoy. Um, uh, one that I find very uh, accessible and very uh, approachable uh, and have for a long time is Seattle Pipe Club's Deception Pass. Um, great tobacco, uh, Joe Lankford tobacco, um, and has a, a really nice naturally sweetness, uh, natural sweetness to it that I, that I really enjoy. Uh, if you want something stronger, something like Bayou Morning uh, from Cornell and Deal, if you smoke that on an empty stomach, it probably make you paranoid, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and, um, uh, and one that surprised me recently that I that I tried that I really really enjoyed um, was Cornell and Deal's Comfort Tobacco. They, you know, th- those guys Cornell did they had this weird series called the Serenity series, and I always. Yeah. I always refer to it as the funeral home series because they've got these <laughs> weird names like comfort and consolation and repose. And they kind of look like the wallpaper <laughs> on like a, you know, like a, like a washed up funeral home or something <laughs> know, like, a, like a church, a church no one goes to anymore or something. Like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's kind of, but they're all, these tobaccos in this series are all really good. And, uh, you know, they, um, I like them, but that comfort is uh, is is good. It's it's definitely off the beaten path, but it's one that uh, one that your listeners might might give a try. To. Uh, if anything, the the funeral home description is better than burning hair. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 you've been in this business long, long enough to know, as I you know more than me, but you know, it, it's like you know you you got to <laughs> learn how to describe these tobaccos, right? And yeah. So. And, and then you think like you re, you go into the wine store and you read the back of these bottles of wine and you're like, man, they're getting like, you know, a caramel, caramel nutmeg and, you know, like, <laughs> you know, buttery scone and stuff from this. Like, what, what you know, who's coming up with this yeah, stuff? Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, you, you kind of understand with the need for some of those uh, uh, crazy descriptors to to bring out the life of these tobaccos and um and so i'm a i'm a believer flush it out <laughs> all right i've almost lost track of where i am but uh so we've gone through <laughs> as long as long as it doesn't smell or taste like a funeral home that yeah. that that's what you want thank you <laughs> um yeah. uh, all right uh burleys i think burleys are next on the list and and burley yeah. i mean there's you know, there, there's been some development in the Burley world in the past 10 years alone. So what are, what are, what are some of them Burley based blends that you like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, w- one of the blends that comes out only sporadically. And so this is not like a necessarily readily available blend, but if you keep your ear to the ground, you'll find it, uh, once a year, but the eight state Burley that, uh, that Jeremy Reeves is doing over at Cornell and Deal, uh, delicious tobacco, really, really good. Enjoy that, uh, as well as their House Reserve that they come out with every year. Now, the the thing about the House Reserve, that's a brick and mortar only tobacco. So, because we're a, a brick and mortar retailer and also an online retailer, we we do get that, but I we don't sell that on our website, or we're actually yeah. prohibited from doing that. So, you'll have to you know get that from a brick and mortar uh, shop, but. Um, but great, great tobaccos, both there. Stuff that is a little more regularly available that I really like. Uh, the Mac, Mac Baron Burley Flake, that's always been a favorite. Um, Solani Aged Burley Flake, that's just, 
that's like smoking, you know, sweet cream. It's good. <laughs> um, and it's, um, you know, always enjoyed that. Uh, the Solani tobaccos, I think, are um, just really fantastic. I've, you know, always had kind of a sweet spot for those. And um, and the Wessex Burley Slice, too. Wessex, um, you know, um, not a huge, you know, on the American market, the Wessex tobaccos, but um, but they get, definitely have some hits that I think are really worth, uh, you know, pursuing for the, you know, avid smoker that's looking for something different. And uh, that Burley Slice is, is nice. I like that one uh, quite, a, quite a bit. Yeah. Dang. Uh, creamy oh you got me all excited um uh, <laughs> all right let's switch to aromatics i'm gonna break them down okay light aromatic or and heavy aromatic so what are the light aromatics that you're uh that, that you're promoting and, and that you like to feature and what are the heavy aromatics yeah now, when you say light aromatic, are you talking about something that's lightly flavored, or are you talking about something that is that is uh, mild? I'm talking about something that is not that that you can that you can get a little bit of tobacco flavor from, but yeah. it has a prominent top note. And then and then yeah. the heavies <laughs> is here's the top note and enjoy it. Um, I, on the lighter side, uh, Peterson Royal Yacht, uh, is one for me that, you know, I, it's hard for me to even kind of consider that an aromatic because it, there's just a really hearty tobacco flavor that's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've always enjoyed that. It's a strong tobacco too. It's, um, you know, primarily Virginia, but I, I, I really think there's probably gotta be some Kentucky or something in there. Cause it, that tobacco makes your heart thump. And I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Aaron Moore is another one uh, that I, that I've enjoyed as well. And, um, Scottish mixture from Mac Barron. These are all tobaccos that you know when I smoke them, I really do enjoy the um, you know the the flavor of the tobacco with just a light a light dusting of something that um, you know um, it gives it uh, just something interesting. You know, something to mix it up a little bit. And um, um, Mac Barron also makes the a vanilla flake, which is really good too. It's almost you get a vanilla bean flavor from that particular tobacco, and I, I've always enjoyed that one um, since uh, since it came out. So, um, ten minutes yeah, on the on the ten minutes ago, you were complaining it? about people that found caramel in wine, and now you're telling me the difference between vanilla and vanilla bean. So. Uh, yeah, man. I'm. I'm. Look, you just you got to buy in. You got to you know if that's. If that's what people expect, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. dance, dance, baby, dance. <laughs> you're, you're, you're snooty on your vanillas, but not your caramel wines. Right. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you on the heavy. Now on the heavies. No, you're good. Of course, you know, the number one, I mean, I say number one, it's not the number one, but the one of the most sought after tobaccos now, of course, is Cult Blood Red Moon. I, yeah. I can't stand the stuff, but we really sell a lot of it. And I, you know, I do recommend it to people because folks that look for, you know, a tobacco that is really sweet and has those really, you know, pronounced notes that they can taste. That that's the key for these really heavy aromatics, right? Is that they want they want a tobacco that smells that tastes as good as it smells. It's like, man, when I smell the tin of this, like. You know, it smells like cherries or chocolate or whatever, but then when I smoke it, it just kind of tastes like hot air, you know? <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the problem. And, and, you know, Cult Blood Red Moon, that's one of those tobaccos that people do continue to go back to over and over. 
because they appreciate, um, you know, how it tastes. So, um, so would recommend that. Um, uh, an- another one I, I like that uh, is a little, a little off the beaten path is uh, Rattery's Exotic Orange or Exotic Passion. I think the government made them change their names for yeah. this Exotic Passion now, but um, that's a nice tobacco. Uh, that's that's one that you'll. Uh, it's more of a, a nuanced, um, you know, aromatic that uh, you know I think people will appreciate too. Um, so um, you know, those two are, are go tos. Me, of course, you know, uh, we all like uh, and recommend stuff like. Um, you know, uh, autumn evening course from, uh, Cornell and deal and, um, you know, uh, other ones that come to mind that I think are interesting aromatics that have a lot of, a lot of flavor, but still a lot of complexity are, uh, the, uh, distinguished gentleman from E Hoffman. That's one of those, uh, Ewan Reese tobaccos, you know, that, uh, that Sutliff manufactures. And, and I think it's really good. Um, you know, really good blend, um, full bodied, uh, sweet, smoky, interesting, you know, those hybrid blends, the English aromatics that kind of have a dash of Latakia, but <laughs> enough sweetness to make it interesting. That's, um, I think there's a lot of, a blender can have a lot of fun in that space. And, um, you know, we have several, several blends of the Squire that are right there too. And, um, so anyway, yeah, I like, I like all those quite a bit. Let's talk about specifically what you, what you all are blending at the, at the country Squire. Uh, and the stuff that's available on the countrysquireonline.com. Uh, yeah. What are some of your, what are some of your favorite house blends that you guys are doing now? And you can, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we recently, I, I say recently, it's been a few months, but, um, me and my, uh, associate, uh, Quinn Crawford, uh, blended a tobacco that's, a, a aged pressed tobacco here at the shop. And then, um, has been, you know, very, you know, uh, you know, thoughtfully handled, um, but it's called Ruins of Windsor, and it's a tobacco that is a, a Virginia Burley Perique. It's um, there's there's a lot going on in it, but it's a very it, it appeals to Burley lovers, it appeals to Virginia lovers and Perique lovers. It's just a lot going on in that in that particular tobacco, and um, I'm very fond of it. Really, really good, nice hearty tobacco, very uh, graham crackery and. Um, you know, um, it just very, very flavorful. I like that one a lot. It's got some, got some body, you know, some heft to it. It's one of those that, you know, again, will uh, make your heart thump, um, the way you want it to. And, and that kind of thing. Uh, other ones that we sell a lot of, uh, re- especially recently have been, uh, cowboy coffee. Uh, cowboy Ooh. coffee is a, um, it's a, it, it's, it's a, it's a full bodied non aromatic. It's, it's got a, it, I mean, the primary ingredient and in it is Kentucky, you know, dark fired burley. And huh. it is just very strong, roasty, smoldery tobacco. It's, uh, you know, if it's, it's, it's as close to an English blend without having Latakia as, uh, you know, as you can get, at least from a taste, you know, profile, uh, perspective. So, um, really love that blend. That one, wow. that one has gotten a lot of, uh, love recently. And, um, yeah, so uh, those are good. Uh, on the Virginia side, we, uh, of course, have Ruins of Windsor. Uh, Green Dragon is one of our best sellers, um, too. And that one has uh, is wildly popular. We ship ship a lot of that one. Uh, real nice tart, uh, you know, tangy flavor to it. Matured leaf in there that gives that a nice, um, you know, kind of kind of tangy, uh, uh, you know, darker flavor. 
uh, Virginia's, which is which are nice. And then, um, of course, our you know most popular uh, English style blend uh, will be Shepherd's Pie. Uh, not it's it's a medium bodied English. It's mm-hmm. it's a good uh, you know comparison maybe to a Frog Morton or something like that. But it's got um, just a nice uh, natural sweetness to it. Uh, some unflavored black Cavendish and um, you know, just a, a real silky velvety smoke that, that we're proud of. So um, any yeah, of, those are some, those are some good ones. Any of them kind of smell like, uh, you know, maybe have a hint of raisins in them. No, none of our tobaccos taste like or smell like raisins. None. none. <laughs> are, are you sure? Why do people always talk about the tobaccos smelling like raisins? Like you open the jar <laughs> and you hold it out to the, to the customer and they're like, Oh, it just smells like raisins. And you're like, Man, and you hear it over and uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we will uh, we will wrap this up uh, in with uh, with a variation of some questions for you, and uh, we don't want to do the fast five with you because we don't care. Um, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the the Country Squire Radio is coming to an end, and I just thought maybe in the last couple of minutes here, maybe just a couple of a couple of things for you. Um, one. What what did you learn through the length of the podcast? Anything stick out at you? Anything mm. kind of <clears throat> odd that you know that that you're that yeah. you're surprised by, or any takeaways from doing the show that long? And I mean, you guys actually did real research. Where all I do is just get a guest on and you know talk to the guests <laughs> so. and let them blab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think um, I, I think the thing that that made me a better tobacconist and a better business owner is um the the show uh, you know forcing me to do research for for 10 years on on the on the industry on the craft you know um you know getting to having to you know chat with pipe carvers and um you know chat with you know people that you know that manufacture uh different tins and um you know learning learning things that um you know, I just, I just didn't know before. And so, and if I did know it, maybe I learned something new, you know, um, that was a lot of fun. And I, and I really think it made me a better, um, you know, a better tobacconist. I really, I really do. But, um, yeah, a lot of great memories, man. And, uh, um, really, really proud of what we've done and really thankful. Yeah. Is that when you found out that Presbyterian mixture was made for Lutherans so that they would convert? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the first time I've heard that. I've never heard that one. Oh, okay. But. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to upset somebody in the South, tell them to switch uh, switch branches of church or their college football team sucks. Um, yeah. Those are those two things are right up there at the top. You know. Yeah. And, and and it's hard to know it's hard to know which one is the more um, polarizing or the more like offensive. You know. But they're they're definitely they're definitely up there. Yeah. All right, and uh, any f- favorite episodes that kind of stand out in your mind as, dang, well, that was cool, or, yeah. I- I'm sure they're all your babies, and you loved all of them equally, but were there any babies that maybe had uh, maybe had a little more oomph behind them? Yeah, you know, there definitely are. We have some bright spots going back that um, that really make me smile and make me, you know, some, some episodes that I'll go back and listen to and just kind of, you know, puff my pipe and enjoy, um, reminiscing. But, um, I always think about, and I'm sure I'll mention this, uh, subsequently too on, on our show and, and that type of thing. But I always think about that, 
uh, 300th episode that we did at Missouri Meerschaum uh, live uh, there in Washington, Missouri at the factory. Um, that was, that was a really special moment. Um, and, uh, just getting to, you know, at, at the, at the time, Phil Morgan, of course, was general manager. Now, now, of course, Shannon, his daughter is, uh, taking the reins there, but, um, man, just, just chatting with Phil there, you know, on the banks of the, you know, Missouri river, uh, smoking a corn cob pipe and, and talking about the history of that, um, you know, that, that brand and, and, um, you know, just all that, that was a really special moment. I really enjoyed that and remember that very fondly. Um, and of course we have, you know, we've made really good friends with the folks at Missouri Mearsham, you know, over the yeah. years. And so that was, um, just extra sweet. But, um, I, I think, you know, I listened to when you, uh, interviewed Bo as well on the show and I, I really enjoy that. Glad you spent some time with him. And I know that, um, it was really nice that you had him on as well uh, a few weeks ago on your show. And uh, I think he had mentioned that pipe shop fails episode. That's a that's a winner, man. That that one's that one's a winner. Um, you know, we there are so many like crazy things. When you're a when you open a when you open your business to the public, like you're a retailer, like you're already opening yourself to like some weird stuff anyway. Yeah. But like when you're a pipe shop and you just have a come and go, you know, people are able to. Man, it, I tell you, like it's just a magnet for weird. <laughs> and man, the, 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 the stories, the content, the, the ridiculousness that has just walked in off the street, um, over the past 50 years, you know, at this, at our, at our shop has, uh, is just, it's just fantastic, man. I, you know, um, I, I, I take notes occasionally and, and one day I really am going to write a book. I've got a, a journal where I kind of write some of the funniest stories down, but man, the, the guys up there are just really a bunch of animals, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and, and when I think about those moments and, uh, and particularly that episode, that, um, that, that that makes me smile, man. It's, I tell you, pipe smokers are something, dude. (laughs) There's something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, retail, yeah. Doors open. Um, yeah. And, uh, what did you say one time you, you said one time, Brian, you told me, uh, you told me, you said some retailer, you knew, he said, man, my customers are going to put me out of business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was old Tom McCraney. He said, you know, this place, these re- these customers are going to drive me out of business. <laughs> They're going to drive me out of business. You know, and it, there's, there's something to that, man. They're, they're, uh, <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun dealing with the, dealing with the public, but, um, you also got to make sure you, uh, you know, keep your heart in check. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and wear thick underwear. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, you have agreed to come back on a semi-frequently irregular, permanent basis to update us from uh, from what's going on at the Country Squire, and just so that the two of us can jibber jabber at each other. Yeah, man, I'm excited about it. It'll be a good way for us to keep up and. Um, man, I'm yeah, just honored that you would give me the opportunity to, to do that. But yeah, it'll be great to, um, to check in with you on a regular basis and se- semi-irregular, regular, irregular basis. And, uh, <laughs> and I look forward to it. It'll always, uh, always enjoy, uh, chatting with you and always, uh, man, glad to get to get to speak with your guests and, um, and listeners and all that. So, so look, going to be a lot of fun, man. 
Yeah, so you heard it right here, folks. He committed to it, so now we can hold him to the fire. Uh, John David Cole, the Country Squire online, the Country Squire pipe and tobacco shop in Jackson, Mississippi. Thank you very much for coming on and visiting with us, and I look forward to hearing from you in a couple of months. Oh, brother, me too. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you real soon. And we'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning to managing our store to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Milafolge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yeah, check out everything that John David's doing at the Country Squire and uh, hope to see some of you there this weekend as well. All right, for music, uh, we're going back to the band Rush and uh, the late, great Neil Pert, pipe smoker, drummer, and a few other really good guys in there. Uh, and this one is the spirit of the radio. And if you listen closely to the lyrics, this is uh, this is quite poetic.
particular what sticks with me in that song is the uh, passage where it says one likes to believe in the freedom of music but glittering prizes and endless compromises shatter the illusion of integrity yeah uh the poet that is getty lee and uh, neil pert and alex lifeson what's this a letter for me. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. That's B R I A N at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, don't forget, while on pipesmagazine.com, in the forums under the uh, pipe repair and maintenance, if you're a pipe repairer or maintenancer and want to promote your business, well, that's there free for you on that uh, on that uh, posty uh, sticky post that uh, Kevin did. Uh, and going back a couple of weeks, well, I get a lesson from uh, Dino, the teacher, and Dino says uh, just a couple pronunciation notes. Uh, the canon is pronounced like canon, so uh, canon, and Poshelbel is as in chutzpah, so Poshelbel. And from two weeks ago, it's Kyrie Eleison. Probably screwed that up too, but thanks, Dino. Always glad to always glad to hear from you and try to learn something. Although sometimes speaking ain't so good for me. Uh, going back to last week's show with Ethan Talley, uh, J.M. Smitty says, uh, uh, "Hey Brian, another great show. Ethan was incredibly thoughtful in all of his answers and provided an interesting look into his personal life. You didn't answer his question regarding the best bulk vapor, but you did your best to provide what works for you." I enjoyed the musical selection. Thanks for another great show. Yeah, there's not really a good bulk Virginia Perique that I know of, so any suggestions, fire them away. Uh, and then uh, Bob Bittner writes, Brian, thanks so much for answer answering my question in this episode. Yeah, I thought that question might draw a little bit more uh, ire from people. Uh, and then Hawkeye454 says, I had a bottle of Tom Ford tobacco vanilla. It smells like a hobby store. Think Michael's. Uh, most Tom Ford fragrances are not worth their price, in my opinion. There are far better niche perfumers out there at a much better price point. I could go on about Tom Ford, but I won't. Uh, I always like trying to match my fragrance with my pipe aroma to see how the two can work together to create my own unique scent. If you're looking for a good high-end bottle of fragrance, I would suggest looking at something from Creed like Green Irish Tweed, Silver Mountain Water, or Royal Mayfair. Hint, 
never pay full price, uh, never pay full retail price for these. Only the very wealthy do that. Uh, you can get these legally and 100% real without paying full retail price on the gray market. Uh, as you probably guessed, I went down the rabbit hole with fragrances, and believe it or not, there are a lot of parallels to pipe smoking. They have their own forums. They even hoard small batches, and some folks have way too many bottles in their cellars. It's pretty interesting. They even have podcasts, and it's huge on YouTube. You'd be surprised at how many colognes fragrances list pipe tobacco as a note. As always, this was another great show. I'm always grateful to have your show magically and reliably show up on my phone every Tuesday. Take care, friend Dave. Hell, you're welcome, Dave. And you're right. I was uh, in uh, great danger of going down that rabbit hole on uh, fragrances, and I decided not to go down that rabbit hole on fragrances. I've got two or three, and I'm done, and they will probably last me 10 years. Uh and then uh, Dino says, regarding last week's show, happy birthday to your wife. Uh, Ethan was a very interesting guy with a rather varied background. I love the Nording pipe story, and he seems quite savvy about pipes and tobacco for a 30-something-year-old guy. Uh, now he's got the Paschal, Bell, the, the Paschal Bell Canon variations by George Winston is a wonderful piece of music. My father wore a cologne called Tobacco back in the day. Today's version is nothing like the old one. I really like the original, which had a hint of tobacco to it, as it reminded me of my father. Thanks for a fun show, Dino. Ah, you're welcome, Dino. And Casey Ghost says, nothing like celebrating the wife's birthday week. Better you than me. My wife operates on the principle that nothing is too good for her. I usually need a month to recover from the hoops I have to jump through. Uh, greatly enjoyed the show. I found Ethan a charming guest who has a background that staggers the imagination. I'm a little befuddled uh, trying to figure out how kayaking prepares you as a master's in professional counseling. I think the only advice a sane person would need is don't do that. <laughs> Interesting choice of music, music, but it lasted forever. Well, you know, Dino. Casey Ghost and Dino are off, oftentimes on the opposites, but... Uh, Thank you very much for that. Uh, Jim writes, uh, interesting minds want to know, speaking for myself, why do some pipe smokers use filters? Is there a benefit? If not, why do some pipe smokers not use filters? Uh, filters work really best with aromatics, help draw down the moisture, help keep it cooler, and uh, detract from tongue bite. So that's why some use it and some don't. And then Umber Piper writes, uh, Dear Brian, your interview with Ethan Talley was a true pleasure. What a delight to hear from a young pipe smoker with a few years under his belt. It was wonderful imagining his fellow philosophers gathered around a campfire, smoking pipes and pondering the questions of human existence. That they were all smoking pipes gives me hope that our lifestyle has a bright future. We need more Ethan Talleys in our ranks. It's only with the younger generation that we will be able to keep our little obsession alive and well. I've stood on the shores of the Colorado River at the bottom of the Hermit Trail in the Grand Canyon, alone smoking my pipe, watching kayaks and rafts fly by in the chaos of the rapids. I doubt I would have had Ethan's courage to bring along a pipe on such a crazy ride, although that was 30 years ago when the river was deeper and uh, wilder than it is today. Uh, Paschal Bell's Canon has been a favorite of mine since I learned to play a simpler version on the piano when I was a kid, 
with a lit pipe in my mouth and my eyes closed. That lovely music has brought me both joy and a deep sense of peace. I look forward to the next Journeyman Pipe Smoker interview. Thanks again for a wonderful show, Umber Piper. You're most welcome. Uh, yeah, I would mind walking. Well, I'd probably ride down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and then uh, Bryant writes, uh, Hi, Brian. Vacation hangovers are real. Glad you're back, though. I always enjoy when you give us a little peek behind the curtain of the tobacco world. I suspected that these practices were taking place, but it's nice to get confirmation. It's a real tightrope act, I'm sure, to make sure you inform your listeners, but at the same time, don't give away any trade secrets. Uh, Ethan Talley was another great addition of the growing catalog of journeyman pipe smokers. His story was fascinating without even mentioning the pipes. Paschal Bell's Cannon has always been a favorite of mine. I'm going to, you know what, I'm just going to pronounce that 17 different ways. Um, and then he says, uh, despite it being the processional at my first wedding, Dino always comes up with great selections. Have a great week, my friend. Best regards, Bryant. Uh, and then this last one I'll save for later. Again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, if you're looking for past, past episodes, Kevin is working his way through the back catalog to get those, uh, players back installed on pipes magazine. But as always, you can go over to iTunes or Apple podcast or whatever its name is this week. And as long as you subscribe, well, all 500 plus shows will show up in your player there um unedited and if you leave us a rating or review there just like washburn mr 450 did uh he says the gold standard of podcasts five stars tuesdays are my best day of the week keep up the great work kudos to brian and kevin uh thank you very much there washburn uh mr 450 really do appreciate those itunes ratings and reviews and in just a moment rant time There's nothing quite like a good book, or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345.
Apparently, gas stoves are under fire now, and thank you to Dan Locklear for sending me this article from the Wall Street Journal where there's a push to move, a push to ban all natural gas running appliances in households. And there's all kinds of studies and links to this that are, you know, supported by some people and some groups that say that, you know, childhood asthma comes from gas appliances inside the house and this, that, and the other. But here's my problem. So that means that uh, all along growing up when uh, people were telling me that, uh, you know, clean burning natural gas was uh, clean burning and natural and fine, just as long as you didn't smell it, you were good to go, right? And uh, here in our house, we have a gas stove, which my wife prefers because it's easier to mod you know, mo uh, modulate the flame and raise and lower the temperature. We have a gas water heater. Why do we have that? Because we're told that they are more efficient than the electric versions and they work better than the electric versions. Uh, this also kind of reminds me of when I lived in California and they said, all right, we're going to ban all uh, gas leaf blowers and gas uh, yard uh, yard equipment, except if you're a, a professional landscaper, in which case you need to have them, which was most of the gas leaf blowers and gas lawnmowers and stuff like that. So the ban really only hurt the people that do their own yards, which is the people that can't afford to have lands you know yard services or don't want to have it so it hurt the poorer folks um so here we go again with another ban on this and it's a ban on something that was told all my life that it's clean burning natural gas and that it's fine for you um let, let's take it one step further and say that you know if you wanted to you could find a medical uh, a medical report that says anything and shows any result that you want to show uh, but at the same time, it just kind of reminded me where, you know, maybe they'll say, all right, smoking is bad for the environment. And uh, oh, by the way, how are they going to create the electricity? Coal fired plants, hydroelectric, nuclear? I don't know. Yeah, just another one of those things that makes me go, hmm. All right, again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, news on the Vegas Pipe Show coming up uh, shortly here in a week or two. And, uh, iTunes ratings and reviews, much, much appreciated. Thank you to John David Cole for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. And thanks to Ben for the recommendation of Jackass the movie until we found out that one was used as well. <laughs>